Toontown Public Works is not for kids, even though Sir Casey and I are childish cartoons. We try our best to keep the show PG-13, but regardless, we do talk about a lot of adult content. Stuff like weird sex things, and, um, and butts! Enjoy the show! Town Historical Society brings you the most ghoulish cartoons from the public. <coughs> I, I can't do this. Uh, it's Toontown Public Works. You know the drill. Hello, and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we judge for the ink find the hidden URL links. I'm H.T. the Raccoon, the Kidnapper. I don't remember my name. I'm Cirque, uh, the cat. I, uh, I have a very distinct taste of chloroform in my mouth right now. I don't know what's going on. Well, uh, voice number two, you are Casey the dog, and I have kidnapped all of you because I have an experiment for today. Because I don't like this. I already don't like this. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty terrible experiment, and I'll explain further... But first, let's just talk about the cartoon news for this week. I can oh, goody. do that. Yay. Uh, so, cartoon news. I actually have a bit of a bombshell to talk about today. Uh, well, there's actually a couple bombshells. One, and this is one that uh, was fairly recent. Like, I didn't, like, this is like just a couple days old. Um, uh, the Hollywood Reporter uh, reported that uh, that Jack and the Beanstalk film, Gigantic, that Disney was going to be doing, uh, it turns out they're not going to be doing it anymore, and they put it on the shelf. <laughs> Which is very surprising, because it seemed like it was pretty far ahead. Oh, yeah. Like, it's, uh, it, it has, like, a hell of a ca- like, crew behind it, too. Like, uh, the writer of Inside Out, it, it, one of the writers of Inside Out is one of the directors. Uh, the music was going to be done by the Frozen people. Uh, they seemed uh, they seemed so confident that they were gonna put this out that they had like uh, cameos and stuff with it in Zootopia. Yeah, yeah, like, that was uh, what I was going to say. Is that's a joke that's not going to make sense to anyone like fifteen years from now. <laughs> yeah, like it's that's <laughs> dead. It, it, that's that's it's unfortunate, but what can you do? Because like, but here here's the thing. Like, um, I'm also kind of not surprised. Because, like, I, 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 it's such a, like, Disney really wants to do the uh, reimagining classic fairy tales thing. Because that's kind of what they've always done. Yeah, like, that's, uh, that's what they started with, with Snow White. Yeah, and Snow White, they did that with Pinocchio. Even though that wasn't really a fairy tale at the time. It was, it was actually a fairly modern novel by Disney standards when they did the adaptation for it. But, uh, um, but from Sleeping Beauty to very contemporary ones like Tangled or Frozen, which tend to completely subvert a lot of the myths that they are getting, you know, uh, they kind of do things differently. And that's what they seemed like this was going to be out. Cause from what it sounded like the plot was going to be about was that Jack would go up to the cloud city where all the giants are and then befriend a giant female giant. And it was going to be something about that. Well, and, not just a female giant. She was going to be like a little kid his age, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it was a little kid his age or something like that. I, I don't remember, but, um, and you know, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that premise, 
But at the same time, I could totally understand why they might, they kind of felt ran into a wall with it, you know? Like, uh, it's such a, uh, the the Jack and the Beanstalk deconstruction is a thing that everyone has kind of done at this point. Even Disney has already done it already with the Mickey and the Beanstalk in a way. Even yeah, which is, uh, that one, that one is terrifying. <laughs> that <laughs> well, would be a good Halloween cartoon. Well, just it's just not, that one segment at the beginning is terrifying. Oh, yeah, that first segment was the, horrifying, the, where Donald yeah. just goes into a freaking rampage. Yeah, when they're <laughs> when they're all starving and stuff. Yeah. Like oh that's, yeah. Definitely. That's a pretty horrific scene. Though I remember when I was young, I really, really wanted to get a slice of bread that was super thinly sliced and like a single pea on it just to see what it was like because I thought that looked <laughs> really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if I can say something, um, yeah, I I know this this does really suck because it's it always sucks when something was going to happen that like may have had like potential to it and fails to happen. But I appreciate it more that Disney is willing to like kill something if it's not working rather than just put it out because they put work into it. You know, you know they, that that's actually one thing I wanted to say is that like there's one, if there's one thing I could say I admire about the Disney company in terms of its filmmaking process is that if they have something they know is not going to work at least nowadays like maybe not it was but like you know back in like nowadays and there definitely was a quality standard back in the day too like uh Beauty and the Beast of first was uh, going to be made in like when Walt was still alive uh, but they couldn't figure out how to make it work because they kept on making it a period piece where people were just having constant dinner conversations stuff and it just wasn't very good animated film like uh, seriously? It, yeah that was, a, that was a thing like there was a uh, there's a special feature on uh, the Beauty and Beast DVDs like back when they did the special edition for the first DVD release uh, where they talked about uh, how it was uh, such a uh, like they they had there was one that Walt Disney wanted to do, but they had to put it on the shelf uh, because they just couldn't find a way to make it work. And it wasn't until the '90s when people revisited to those original concepts and they revamped it to make it what it became. Um, you, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that because like that's a pretty uh, like I guess it matches pretty well to this situation here. Yeah, and I could I could see that this be a, something that eventually, like maybe not like fifty years later, but like just a couple, maybe like a decade from now or something, they could try picking it up again and doing something different with it once they have some fresh eyes and new perspectives and stuff going on. They're not Sony, where they'll just put out an emoji movie two years as soon as they buy it the right, just because they need to get the one to get out there. You know, they're yeah. not. The the if they at least nowadays they're willing to at least put something aside for later to, until they can make it work. And that's also something they did with Zootopia. They didn't put it on the shelf ever, but they did extend its development greatly because they had to change the plot of the movie four to five different times. Yep. So, you know. And, like, like as a, as a creative person, you know, like, this stuff, like, even if they, like, never really make the gigantic movie, the ideas from this will still probably show up somewhere else. Oh, for sure. They're like Nintendo in that way. Or maybe Nintendo's like Disney. Though technically, Nintendo existed before Disney. Like, by a good 30, 40 years, something like that. But not Nintendo as we knew it. Yeah, yeah. But still, like, uh, it's a a weird situation, but I understand it, and it sucks. But one thing that I'm a bit excited for, and maybe this is a bit of a selfish reason... 
that I'm like kind of happy that this happened. But their schedule for releasing anime movies was like super tight to the point where like there was like no breathing room for anything project that was until like 2025 or something like that. Uh, this gives a big chunk for them to like maybe think about Days Utopia too. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. No, that's that's understandable. That's understandable. You don't you don't ever want fatigue to send with the people that you're. You I'm, have working on your features, you know. I don't want. I don't want to rush it, and I also know the people behind the films are also working on other projects at the same time. I get that, and I'm not going to say that. I rather, I rather wait than wait it out and stuff like that instead of doing. But at least think about it. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe you should pitch it to them. I'm sure they haven't come up with the idea on their own. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Well, I'm sure they have never talked about this. Wink, wink. This 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 movie that grossed like a lot of money, literally a <laughs> billion dollars. Hmm. <laughs> Would it be profitable for us to do something with this? Yeah. Well, actually, you know what? Maybe they haven't, considering how little they merchandised that movie. That's kind of why I'm super, uh, like, yeah. super angry at disney like i, I pointed this out uh, on, go ahead well i just i pointed this out on twitter the other day that uh they're adding like robin hood and maid Marian plush toys to the disney store and there's like this really expensive figure set that's like 200 well, like 130 bucks that's robin hood and maid Marian that they're coming out like one of those deluxe figures uh and they're putting more representation of robin hood in the disney store than they are putting zootopia and that's that pisses me off. Well, and what what, what pisses me off? Go ahead, Casey. What nope. pisses me Cir- off? Cir- 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 no, you go. Okay. Apparently, they're going big on it in Japan or something. Oh, Japan's huge with Zootopia stuff. Like it's like because see, here's the thing: Zootopia fandom kind of died out here in the United States, but in Japan, it is still ongoing. Like there are people huh. like. There's like I follow I follow actually a couple Japanese artists just because they do really good Zootopia fan art nowadays, and they they're doing some really cute stuff for Halloween this year. But uh, you know, I actually get to importing some of it, but that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, so yeah, and it up. just it just seems like you can't you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a few frozen posters and lunch boxes and oh yeah and well, yeah. Frozen made like two billion dollars though, so I kind of understand why. But <laughs> no, no yeah. offense to no offense to Cirque for the dead cat idiom. <laughs> no, that's fine. Tis the All season. Right. Yeah, t- <laughs> <laughs> you know, fun fact. Uh, I had a dream last night that uh, we were going to record the podcast, and Cirque was like two hours late, and so I went over to his house and I slapped him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> If you would have gone all the way there, we would have been many more hours late. I know. That's... Well, that's the thing. I had a, like. I guess we were all living in the same house or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. Because yeah, uh, to ruin the magic, this is all being done remotely. We're not in the same room at all. We're not. E- <laughs> we're not even in Toontown. <laughs> no, we are in Toontown. Toon, Toontown. Toontown is an idea. It's a concept that. No. No. Right. Next, you're gonna say that Santa isn't real. No. <laughs> We live we live in the cloud of Toontown. Anyway. Okay. Uh so uh, another thing I want to talk about, uh that's the other kind of bombshell. Okay, so I have told literally no well actually no, I told one person this because I felt like I couldn't keep it entirely to myself, but it was someone who's not associated with the podcast. I did not tweet it out. Actually, I did make one tweet that was very cryptic. Nobody caught it. I don't think they even faved it or anything like that. 
Um, but uh, you remember how there was that de- like that big debacle on Twitter about this show on Netflix, a show coming to Netflix called Big Mouth. Yes. Yes. Uh, how people said it was very ugly. I said it looked like a Seth MacFarlane show that just like hor like just be horribly offensive and just stupid and just probably going to be like incredibly racist and bigoted in a lot of different ways just for jokes to be edgy, you know? Uh, I got really curious uh, because I like to hurt myself and uh, like, cause you know how I saw the emoji movie and how I saw uh, sausage party. Uh, So I watched the entire series, (laughs) the entire first season of big mouth, which is all it's on Netflix right now. Uh, I did it in private because I wanted no one to know my thoughts. I wanted to be completely fresh. I wanted your reactions to be completely fresh to what I was going to say. Because it's actually a pretty good show. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> guess guess what its score is on Rotten Tomatoes. No, 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 yeah. Like, if you, if you, like, I didn't look at the Rotten Tomatoes scores going in. And here's the thing. Rotten, the Rotten Tomatoes scores for Sausage Party is like 88%. That movie sucks, and I hate it. Big Mouth is actually really good. Yeah, but Big Mouth has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Are you like, kidding me? I'm not. Uh, so, damn. like, like here's, here's and, and I don't know if that's because of lack of exposure to critics or anything, but, like, here, here's the thing, is as, as much as I do think that the art style is just really ugly and it does seem kind of derivative of uh, the ugliness that's often put into adult cartoons... Uh, I kind of had maybe a little bit of hope for it just because I knew it was created by Nick Kroll and I knew that it featured John Mulaney and I knew that those two people are very talented and funny people. Wait, oh, so, John Mulaney, that name sounds familiar. Is that the is that the guy that does the singing? Uh, no, John, John Mulaney, you might, what you might know him from is uh, he had a, he had a pretty popular bit. He's a stand-up comedian. He had a pretty popular bit about going to a bar and playing What's New Pussycat over <gasps> and over again. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's where he's from. Yeah, he's a he's a really funny comedian. So, uh, yeah, like I came in completely blind. And the way I would sell this to someone is it's basically <laughs> super bad babies. <laughs> like, you know that movie Super Bad? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and- oh, I see what you're saying. Like, it's, like, it's super bad babies. Like, it's, like, they're not actual babies, obviously. They're, like, 13 and stuff. But, like, yeah. uh, it's, it's like that with a lot more surreal fourth wall-breaking humor in it. But it's basically the same kind of tone and jokes with very gratuitous amounts of, like, there's a lot of penis and there's a lot of vagina and a lot of boobs in this series. <laughs> like, just, it's not uh... a shame. The first episode has no less than three dozen giant talking dicks. <laughs> oh. Uh, can I give you a minor spoiler? Uh, sure. My first, uh, since I have a friend who really likes that show, my first, uh, my first exposure to that show was a, a video of one of the main characters masturbating to a cat clock. That is actually a moment that happens to it. There's a moment yep. where, there's also a moment where, like, uh, uh, there's a moment where furry porn comes up as a thing, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> very briefly, but it's there, um, and it it honestly perfectly encapsulates how shitty puberty is. <laughs> like it is, it does not hold back. It's 
the way that they pr- uh, uh, portray the hormone monster is so fucking spot on. It's amazing. Um, and, but like, it's also a very sex positive show that also gives women perspectives on things. Cause one of the episodes is about how the girl character in the show, she has her first period on a field trip to the uh, Statue of Liberty while she's wearing white shorts. Oh, Jesus. And having to deal with the embarrassment of that. Um, and there's also an episode... That, that, just sounds like, that just sounds like too much for me. I don't know. <laughs> like, I mean, here's the thing. I will not say that it's a show that is flawless. There are definitely a couple jokes that I think were not okay. But I also think that it's one... Like, when it comes to an adult comedy that has constant dicks, a lot of vaginas, and just, like, the most, like, just the most crass like, scenes of just people f***ing out there, it actually gets it and actually makes good jokes that are funny. And it talks about sex in a way that's definitely condemning how f***ing shit it is when you're, like, in puberty. But it also gives good messages out there. There's a whole episode that condemns a guy who keeps on trying to push a woman, push women down for, uh, give them a blowjob when they're, like, making out. Uh, yeah. and, and how he, like, makes rumors about how they're actually sluts afterwards, if they refuse him, and how he, like, acts like he's the good guy and stuff like that. He's 100% the villain, and in the end, he ends up dying of vomit cancer. <laughs> just, just, by, just by talking about this, we're really earning that explicit tag on iTunes. Oh, no, this oh is, God, yes. Like, it's, you cannot talk about this show without talking about how, like, over-the-top kind of sexually... Like, I expect no little kids to actually listen to this, and if they are, please don't. <laughs> I literally please. just sent a note to Alex. Be ready to start censoring on the big, uh, the big head section. Uh, yeah, but, um, yeah, like, it's, it's a genuinely good show that has a lot of heart and, uh, a lot of sincerity behind a scene where a kid sees another kid's penis, and it's shown, the penis is shown on the screen, and then he he feels, and then he can't stop being embarrassed about the fact that he saw that guy, uh, his friend's penis, and then he just hallucinates giant penises everywhere because of it. You know, it's 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 a show that does that while still being genuinely good, <laughs> and that's kind of shocking to me nowadays, or even just in general, I guess, because like I like adult humor. I grew up with adult humor, but so much adult humor nowadays is just the worst it is the worst out there it is just and it It sounds like uh it sounds like something that should not work but somehow does yeah basically it's not another brickleberry or it's not a family guy or like it's not seth MacFarlane once again making a joke about how homosexuality is a choice and that's the joke that's the punchline (laughs) ha 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 um, I'm I'm very insensitive. Get it? <laughs> yeah, ha, yeah. Ha, ha. I support yeah, gay I rights, it. but I constantly support horrible negative stereotypes. Ha, 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 ha. Like, uh, it's it's actually good. It's mm. actually good. Um. So, uh, with that out of the way, let's see if there's anything else I want to talk about. Uh, um. Is there anything how are you, you guys? How are you guys? How are you guys? Um, have you been? Have you been keeping up with Ducktales at all? I have been. I just got caught up with it. Oh man, I'm so I happy with how it's not. turning out. Uh, yeah, like so something something I was uh, 
really uh really glad about is that Paul F. Tompkins, I think, is the voice of uh of Gladstone Gander. Yes, and yes. He's like super good. He's so I good love at Gladstone it. Gander. <laughs> yeah, me too. I, I especially love his portrayal in this show though, and I think that was uh that was one of my favorite episodes of the season. It came out today, actually. Uh, as of this recording. The, I, I have not seen the latest one, but Okay. But, uh, it's it's really episode- good. The last I one I saw was the one about Libby's very uh, bad DuckTales watcher. I haven't seen anything since the pilot. I've got them all taped, but character yeah, actress like, Margot Martindale plays the Beagle bro- uh, the Beagle Boys' mother, and that it, yes, that and she's fantastic. She's amazing. I love yeah, it. Actually, when when I was watching this uh, when I was watching this uh, over at my friend's uh, my friend Art's house, we. Uh, we were like, "Is that Tress McNeil?" At first, like I, I heard the, the name, I, I heard the voice, and it was super familiar. I was trying to remember part of it, and then I saw character actress Margaret Martindale being on the thing. I was like, "Yes, yes." Oh yeah, my it God. sounded like Tress McNeil, and there was another voice. I don't remember who it was. There was another voice that I spotted though uh, mm. while we were watching. Uh, well, oh yeah, it was. Uh, I don't remember his name. Never well. There's one thing while we're talking about DuckTales, because I was actually on my list, but I didn't know how it's going to actually bring it up because it's stuff like that. But I've been seeing sort of a weird discourse online about how Webby is too masculine and how she's like not like super feminine. It's like, sure, the the original character was a bit too feminine and just way too nice and girly girly. Well, I don't think it's that. I don't think I don't think femininity is the word for this. You know, like well, I, I don't think the problem is that she's not feminine. I think it's that she's not passive. Well, well, here, here's the thing. I think she totally is, though. Like, uh, like, okay. The what I really like about this Webby is that she is basically a homeschooled kid, but like a really, really extremely shut in one who had like maybe like two adults that she, two adults that she's ever really interacted, with, no mm-hmm. children, and the way that she connected with the world was through adventure stories about the duck family and, uh, and like the history of that. She became a big fanboy of that. And that's all she really has as a frame of reference. So when she goes out, she doesn't really know the social mores about society when she goes out there and she wants to learn. She obviously wants to learn. She wants to get better at this, but she has to find the healthy middle ground between her obsessions and fitting in with everyone else. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of, actually, is growing up with autism. Actually, yeah, that's a, a good... A lot. That, that is a very good point, and I think that's actually a very... Uh, well, probably why I actually really like it, too. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's a really good... I, I like how Webby is. I really, really do. And sure, maybe she's got a bit too many boyish things that she likes and stuff, but at the well, same no. time... Well, but but <laughs> like, I, mean, I disagree I don't, is all. I mean, okay, maybe not that. Maybe that, that's not, I don't mean it like that. Maybe she just doesn't have enough, like, things to make her, I don't know, traditionally feminine in ways and stuff. Because like, there's nothing wrong with a traditionally feminine character at all. Um, I really like Mabel Pines from Gravity Falls because she is a traditionally feminine character who is also still can, like, do... Like, she likes boy bands and glitter and all that stuff. But she's also really goofy. She can be very smart, and she's very willing to kick ass when needed. She's to. got the, she's got those facets. She's a fully developed character. Exactly. And here's the thing: I there, there's a there, one of the arguments I saw was that it's not it's not bad that she's a kind of a more masculine character, but it is not. It is bad if what you do is 
give a female character that just has male characteristics and that's it. And like, you don't have any exploration of like any of that, like, you know, and I would argue that, yeah, that's a problem. But I also think that that kind of is misunderstanding the issues. Yeah, I don't, I don't think DuckTales stigmatizes femininity, but I will say that if you want a female feminine character who can kick butt and is smart and interesting, there are three Disney characters in recent years that do that. There's Star Butterfly from Star vs. Forces of Evil. There's Mabel Pines from Gravity Falls. And then there's also Judy Hopps from Zootopia, which I will bring up again because she is freaking great. I All think there's three. Moana. What about Moana? What about... There's yeah, Moana. Yeah. There's, there's yeah, so Disney... many... Disney has been really good about having characters who are both feminine, but still active and proactive and complex and interesting nowadays. And I love that. And I I understand if you have issues with having a very masculine, feminine character, but I I don't know. Well, like maybe maybe what people are saying is that they think Webby was too readapted. And if that's the case, then I think I need to point to every other character in the show. Oh Except yeah, nearly every maybe, character yeah. is like the clo- the only character that's actually relatively close to the original self is Scrooge McDuck, and even then, I would say Launchpad to- McQuack. Well, yeah, Launchpad, but we haven't yeah. seen much of Launchpad yet. So, uh, like, uh, but like, even Donald Duck is not Donald Duck in the no, traditional Donald sense. Donald Duck is readapted, this- and he's he's my favorite character in this show because he, he, remind- so he reminds me a lot of uh, he reminds me a lot of my experience of just like being an adult. Yeah, like, you know, she, like he's 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 a he's he really really badly wants to be an adult and trying to work out work through his own problems and raise these kids, but he's also very neurotic. He's very quick to anger and he's very very stubborn. <laughs> yeah, and to the best of my knowledge, this is the first time that we've seen any kind of level of complexity to Donald Duck outside of the comics, like in an animated feature. Yeah, I feel like Donald Duck is kind of just you know like that's his character is uh, he's a short tempered. It kind of feels like they took something that was mandated. Oh, you should do something more with characters that are really big. Like they have Donald Duck in the comic, put Donald Duck in the com in the cartoon, and they took that and they made him really fit in the cartoon. Yeah, Yeah, like he's great. It's it's like it's like when Donald Duck is bad he's just daffy duck <laughs> well and that's no. it and there's nothing wrong with daffy duck i like daffy I, I don't duck, i think they're different i think i think daffy duck's but, sin is greed and donald's duck's sin is anger like uh what is wrath you know well but but Donald can be plenty greedy there's there are definitely gone cartoons where he is a yeah yeah but i i think i think that uh, i think that donald and daffy in their own element are are similar in that they're both like really really shallow but also they're not they're i don't think they're too similar in the way that like humor applies to them i mean yeah i mean i i uh i guess that just mean like if they just take donald duck in a broad sense which is just an angry guy who can be greedy and selfish uh that could basically just be a carbon copy of what daffy duck can be at his most basic level. Yeah, too. see see the and, scene featuring those two characters and who framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, like yeah. the and um but what they do here is what all good adaptations do, which is find the complexity in a character that's already there, you know? Yeah. 
So, yep, so, so good on Disney for creating something fantastic, uh, with, uh, with DuckTales, which, uh, which was not but, that complex of a show back in the eighties. No, it, it was fun, you know. but it wasn't yeah. really anything other than just fun. Yeah. That's it was, it was it. similar to the other cartoons at the time. Yeah. And it wasn't the, I would argue it isn't one of the best, wasn't one of the best ones at that time. I'm, I'm still a huge Darkwing Duck fan honestly mm-hmm. yeah but, but even still like i had a lot of fondness for the original ducktales and what they're doing with ducktales now just makes a show that i liked into something i love yeah super great that's right i love it um all right so now we basically covered everything i want to uh talk about uh, now you're going to explain why i can't move out of this chair why i'm strapped in here exactly right? uh, uh okay so the previous episode, we watched a bunch of cartoons that were relatively spooky. Um, they were actually pretty, uh, you know, uh, they they had goose, ghosts and goblins and skeletons and all sorts of creepy crawlies, you know. And that's perfectly in the season. But what I really wanted to do is find something truly horrific. Something that is okay. not, that is something that is horrifying to behold. Did you find this, like, an animated adaptation of, like, some horror movies or something? No. no? I got YouTube cartoons. Oh, my God. Bum, like, bum, bum. Cartoons that are, like, the most bootleg, awful things. Like, if you... Okay, here's the technique of finding pretty much every cartoon that's on this uh, list that I have. I typed in movie, uh, like, blank funny cartoon and when you do that you will find the craziest (laughs) (laughs) like that's all you need to do like that's all it takes that's all it takes like you type that into uh, youtube or google but i use youtube like that is how like and you have to do cartoon funny if you do that then that's when you're definitely gonna because it's mostly gonna be people who probably can't speak english just copy and pasting things because like yeah see like it's because it's youtube isn't the only place where this exists you also find like if you go onto the app store you'll find like elsa foot doctor or like uh, or like, yeah. if, like, like pink pink spider girl mulan Spo- date like <laughs> spoiler spoiler some of these cartoons are just playthroughs of those games oh <laughs> so, okay <laughs> get ready for us to talk about minions kids Oh god, there are minions. I, I, oh, I there are, there are minions. There is Frozen. There is some Zootopia, and yes, I found some for the Emoji Movie. Oh boy! Hey kids, you ready for some Abyss gazing? Uh, and I will say also, I will say one thing. Uh, there are a couple things that are not this. There's just things that I found. And thought it would be funny to submit you guys to. And then there's at least two cartoons that are actually good. Okay. But there are 22 videos total, so we'll see. And we're probably not going to just do three, because a lot of these are pretty short, and you probably can't find very much to talk about them, honestly, if we're going to be pretty honest. So, so for the for the listeners at home who can't see what's going on in the room that we're all in right now, just uh, for a visual aid, watch the scene in A Clockwork Orange where he's being reprogrammed. Yep, 
That is Why exactly my eyes feels on. good? Yes. <laughs> yeah, the, oh. the the scotch tape is very uncomfortable. Uh, I I hope that it comes off without taking too much of your fur, honestly. <laughs> oh no. All right. So, let's spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. And our first selection is Minions Banana One Hour Funny Cartoons for Video for Kids HD. Well, well see you in an hour. Myself. <laughs> we're not going to watch the whole hour. We're just we're going to stop when we can. Like, okay. so. <laughs> I'll, tr- I'll try to remember to, to annotate what we watch in the show notes so that you uh, know. We, we won't watch the whole thing. I promise. Okay. I, I may be kidnapping you, but I'm not evil. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Euthanized Minions 2017. So this, this cartoon... Um, well, this, car- this seems like a set of cartoons. Yeah, well, so like... It's okay. told in it's told in vignettes, and it features tall minion and short minion, and they <laughs> live in a concrete room with no doors or windows, uh, and <laughs> and they are waiting for Godot. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for Godot never, brand bananas. <laughs> he never shows up. Um, oh my. <laughs> Okay, okay. I want to I want to okay. <clears throat> I want to clarify a couple things before we uh continue. Um one, we stopped at about 10 minutes because this video was literally an hour. It's like it's called Means Banana 1 Hour Funny Cartoon Video for Kids HD. And that's because it is a 1 hour Minions Banana Funny Cartoon Video Kids. Not funny, but still for kids, definitely. Um, and it's also got over two point, almost 2.5 million views, so there you go. Because um, children. Because children. Because children. But, like... Okay. Other thing is that I actually have it still playing while we're talking right now. It's just muted. Because I just wanted to see where this goes, like if it ever, ever goes anywhere. Because really, honestly, no, it doesn't go anywhere. Though I want to mention that there was a bunch of balloons that blew up, and they had a boom cloud, but instead, but they reversed the image, so it said "moomb" over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I feel like. This cartoon, watching this, it feels like it was created by an AI that was trying, like, this was like an early prototype of an AI that was trying to make a cartoon. <laughs> One that doesn't get what Creative Commons is, because you, in the uh, clips that they took, like, the voice of the menus, you can hear the music in the background. Yeah, yeah. like, whenever, like, the minions go, like, banana, like, it's because they're clips from movies, the the movie and they don't take out they don't even try to take out any sort of background noise going on in there and furthermore i would say there were six sound effects total that they just repeated over and over and over again and they are insufferable to listen to for more than like three seconds okay at one point shows up oh yeah 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 
no, um, no, 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 no. You don't. You don't know this because this is like an hour into the video. But oh, apparently, Olaf. Oh, what? Olaf. Well, yeah, Olaf shows, Olaf shows up and he has a banana nose. Oh, that's <laughs> unpleasant. So there, there is a there is a common thread between all of these, and that is that most of the cartoons feature the minions wanting a banana that is present. And that is the uh, source of conflict. Uh, so they uh, they fight over the banana, and it is not cartoon violence in the way you think of it. It's not slapstick. They are beating each other up. <laughs> like there was a part where um, one of the minions beats up the other minion, and he just like is on the ground unconscious, and well, yeah, then like and a, like a minute later he comes back to it. That is an actual concussion. Yeah, they and they're I'm they're like and they're like bruised and scraped. Like this isn't this isn't like cartoon uh cartoon violence where someone gets flattened and then a second later they're like back again everything's normal kids you know it's actual violence like they're <laughs> they're really they're i wanna, really beating each other up i want to say a couple things about the general genre of this which i don't really know if i have a genre for it other than maybe elsa spider-man because that's how i basically learned about the genre <laughs> through goose buddies yeah yeah <laughs> which uh basically what also, like, it's coined because there's these this weird theme in uh, these kind of videos. Usually it's live action, but it also does cartoons, where basically it's a bunch of characters that are, like, owned by, like, Disney or, like, superheroes or something like that. Uh, even just general cartoons in general that uh, they just these people bootleg the characters and do weird shit with them and they get millions of views. And all it is, is just like a lot of times they just take the same plots and sometimes even the same animations and just swap the heads around or do something really cheap and lazy because the whole point is that little kids, when they just have free reign of a YouTube thing, will just poke something that has something they've recognized on the screen. And They'll watch it all the way through, and they'll keep on doing this. They'll go through related videos over and over again, and people make money off doing this through the ad advertising and shit like that. Like once they get like certain like millions of views, you could get some serious fucking money from that. Yeah, basically they're they are exploiting YouTube's formula for monetization that uh, that really favors stuff like this to quality content. <laughs> That yeah. takes Plus a long fair, time and a lot of uh, effort to make, but not a lot of time and effort to watch. YouTube's uh, YouTube's monetization stuff is a trash fire, yeah. anyways. But that's like, so that's, that's how this, stuff like that's this not happens. This, that's not for this conversation. I don't think and, only and, if. And that's also why, like on iTunes and Google Play, you'll find so many bootleg flash games like that, where it's like Mickey's foot surgery or Elsa pregnancy bath party or whatever and it's because of the exact same principle where they get a bunch of money from ad dollars and just general views uh from the itunes store because they're free and stuff like that and they can make money off doing this and they just and part of it is because they put so much out so much out there's like it's i'm not even kidding there's there's probably hundreds of thousands of these if not more that show up and most of them have tons of views like, that's the one, it's, like, here's the thing, you could be bitter about this because, yes, people who actually put effort into things that they do and things that they make are getting less exposure than these assholes who are literally stealing and um, 
But I also understand that this is kind of... This is just fascinating to me from a human sociology standpoint that we allowed this to happen. <laughs> that this exists. And so I can watch these and see just... Just these nonsense because a lot of them are just utter nonsense they're often also a lot of times they're very inappropriate like this one was actually rather tame in terms of like sure it had real violence but it also plenty of cartoony shenanigans and it didn't really have sex jokes which a lot of these end up having <laughs> like god there's the actual contents of the cartoon itself aren't anything to really talk about. It's spy versus spy type stuff where, oh, the one person has a banana. Oh, wait, the other person does a thing to get the banana. Then well, the other just... person does something else to get the banana. And then I mean, literally yeah, but... one of these cartoons, it just keeps going until they decide, oh, it's it's over now. So the, the minion winks at the camera and that's it. Like, there's there's one cartoon that's not that where it's like the minion is trying to look at a book the other minion is reading and there's a bunch of shenanigans about him trying to read it and like he's closing the book or like knocking the ladder down to or all that stuff and you know whatever like it, there's there are weird things that happen in this but nothing actually happens and i would perfectly i would honestly say that even though even though like this is pretty indicative of this elsa spider-man genre uh this is pretty much the kind of most boring case scenario with it. What? Because, so what you're saying there is there's worse coming. Oh, there is worse because oh, this is basically on. just a badly named cartoon where there's like, and at least like has something to do with the characters that are actually there. Like the obsession with bananas. Cause I guess it's just easy to adapt that idea that these little yellow pill motherfuckers just love bananas <laughs> i just well and they had the banana sound bite so yeah and they just I mean, what, stop what, laughing. what else there's, are you gonna do with that there's also a scream that they would do all the time there was just like not a minion scream and it was the most grating awful scream well yeah and, and, and it's it's like a deafening like really angry screech but they use it to convey mild irritation <laughs> So. <laughs> and they goes like Super Saiyan over like the most yeah. ridiculous things too. <laughs> like the guy gets the book from the other person, uh, and he goes Super Saiyan, and like you are trying to like uh, the guy is like hiding the book from the other person. You go in Super Saiyan, and by the I way, didn't this get the book joke in that one. The book, well, the book was that it was like I think what the joke was is that. The small minion had a book of embarrassing things that the big minion had done, and he was reading it to laugh at it because he was like the big minion wanted to read what it was because he was laugh the little minion was laughing at it all much, and it turned out the joke was that it was like oh he's looking at a book at how dumb the big minion is, I think that's the joke. I think maybe we're <laughs> still not sure, but. Uh... There's not a lot to talk about this for the same reason why there's not a lot to talk about minions in general. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing here. Um, Shall we keep the horror train rolling? Yes, we should. All right, let's move on to something else. So, Alex, drum roll if you please. All right. God. 
Disney Zootopia, Judy Hopps Skincare Spot, Zootopia, full by, cartoon game, episode for kids in English. By Junji Ito. <laughs> <laughs> that is the full name. Yes. Okay. All right. Get ready for Spiral Eyes. Oh my god. Um, so I have a headcanon for this video. Uh, and I explained it earlier uh, to you guys, but um, I have a theory. What this is, is Judy Hopps lost a bet. <laughs> and Nick Wilde has, is doing like a full body spa on her just because she was like going on about how she doesn't do super fun. She takes care of herself, but she doesn't go super heavy on the face mask. And so she lost a bet. So now she has, Nick is doing this just to torment her because she, know, she knows how much she hates it. And... Does and all Nick did is just Google skincare into Google, and she went went to like the first like new AG website that he found, and just did whatever he saw there. Because not only did Judy Hopps look completely uninterested in everything that Nick was doing to her, she had she had a look of pure sadness. It goes it goes beyond disinterest because she's staring thoughtlessly like through the camera, like she's and she doesn't and she doesn't move like unflinching. And she's like, are you serious? Are you yeah. really doing this right now? Just and like, like fully, fully unblinking. And like, just, it's like the weirdest things too that's just being rubbed on her. It's like, there's one point she gets like a garlic clove rubbed on her back. And I'm like, what? By the way, she is posed like a friggin' like pinup artist. Yeah, well, yeah, there, so so there, are, there are three poses that this cartoon features. The first one is the closest to normal. Um, and it's basically her, I don't know, like reading a book. Like it's, it's, I don't remember. It's like, she's like just sitting down, I guess. And then in the second one, she is with her back facing the camera and her head turned uh, 180 degrees. Uh, so she is, (laughs) so she is staring, uh, she is staring backwards (laughs) at the camera. With that, with that blank, thoughtless expression, and then in the third one, uh, she is standing on one foot with severely hyperextended elbows. Completely naked, um, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, she's a rabbit. It's a rabbit body. Um, yeah, and- <laughs> but still, it's to the I mean, point yeah. where okay. she thought the- that like they were showing stuff. Yeah. Well, like okay, when she was completely naked. For half a second, I thought she had a camel toe. Yeah, there's no, there's, there's no genitalia. That's <laughs> there's no. Thankfully, no. But like, I because this is supposedly for kids. But like, there's a weird line just right up on her thigh, right next to her crotch, and I swear that looked like a camel toe for half a second. And I don't know what that line is. Well, but <laughs> well, okay. Who knows? Anyways, like, I just, I'm glad that they didn't give her huge breasts because I've seen. Like, okay, basically what this was is that this wasn't an actual cartoon. This was a playthrough of a girl game. And what a girl game is, it's uh, when I say it like that, it makes it sound like, oh, girl, bad, or anything like No, this is a specific weird genre of games you would find on iTunes. We kind of briefly touched about it on, uh, like, uh, before on the previous video. And it's basically just these makeup and dress-up games that are, like, all over the place online, like on Flash game websites, there's entire websites full of them. And a lot of them are like bootleg characters and a lot of them have the weirdest things and often push 
really kind of gross sexist messages too. Like this one. Like, yeah, like this one. Uh, and often also have really bad advice for how to take care of yourself. Like there's like a, this one. Like this one where it has a white like a thing that like where you burst your whiteheads. You don't freaking do that. That is not something you do. Uh, and it, it's. Uh, if you want to see more of this in a general sense, there's a really good Let's Play series that Voidberger did. Oh, not Voidberger, sorry. Uh, Devious Vacuum did. Uh, that was uh, called uh, the Gr- Let's Play Girl Games. And it's, a, it's a, few, a couple years old now, but it's still really interesting to watch because it's, it, it just highlights this really weird genre that's just like taken over. There's also a lot of really weird like eye surgery and foot surgery and spinal surgery. surgery, spinal surgery. Like there's Elsa eye surgery is one of them, which is horrifying, but that is apparently a thing. I I don't get it. I don't get it, but I don't know. I guess go ahead. HG. I have something to say. I I just, I I just, I've seen like games like this girl game ones. Uh, with Zootopia characters, where Judy is given a huge pair of breasts, and no, mm. no, don't do that. No, she, mm. you, like it doesn't even make sense in universe. No one really has breasts in the universe, but they're, they're all, all animals. But they're they're not. They're just recoloring a skin, though. Like it's not like they're actually drawing these characters. <laughs> I yeah. know, but it's but it's still something you like. I mean, I know no, it's not, a laziness thing, but it's, it's okay. There's there's nothing about this that's okay. I'm just saying that's why. That's the reason. I, I guess. I, <laughs> I don't know. I just God, that had one hell of a thumbnail too. <laughs> yeah. All and these games start I'm with like the whole... women looking like absolutely like like at their like horrible. It's yeah, no one. No it's one kind is... of messed up. No one is smiling in any of these subsequent thumbnails for the other, uh, for the other like similar girl games. They're also, they're also like, uh, I don't know. They just don't look like they want to be there. <laughs> oh, we gotta, give the, we gotta, we gotta give this female character a makeover. She has to look super ugly. I don't understand. The the first the first one of these games I did see though was one where you had to give Nick Wilde a bath, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> oh, uh, let's watch. Right. Let's watch another. And then one. you dress him up as well, right? You put uh, him in the uh, princess outfit. I God, I wish. Uh, they anyways, Nick huge boobs. Uh, I wish God. God. Well, no, actually, no. I don't want Nick with boobs. All right. Let's watch another one. <laughs> Uh, okay. Alright, so... And... Mm. Yeah? (sighs) The Emoji Movie, Gene, Bad, Babies, Crying, Toilet, Prank, Funny Story, Johnny, Johnny, Yes, Papa, Nursery Rhymes. I think that's the worst sentence possible. <laughs> it's, also it's, the, it's also the shortest sentence that has every letter of the alphabet. HC, <laughs> <laughs> this is all for you, buddy. <laughs> We're doing this for you. Oh, God. I feel like I'm torturing myself, not you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
I made a joke before we started watching these cartoons about a clockwork orange. Um, <laughs> I am, I am, I am literally less. Like I'm not joking. Less than tw- I, I am less than twenty percent joking. When I say when I say I think that I, I feel watching these like I'm being reprogrammed. <laughs> <laughs> It is a stream of nonsense imagery that you can barely make any sense of, but it is doing something to your brain. Okay, this is more indicative of what I expect from this kind of thing, honestly. Like, there's a, uh, there's this really good thing on the Retsupre channel, uh, where, uh, Slowbeef and, uh, Ty Tuesday watched several Mickey Mouse versions of this kind of cartoon, where it's just a bunch of vignettes of characters that are, like, licensed, uh, like, but they're not really like, but you know, you know what I mean. Like, they're they're copyrighted characters, uh, doing things to each other that are genuinely horrible and gross. <laughs> like, um, the first one is literally the baby, emo- the baby Gene, which I think it's supposed to be Gene, but he honestly doesn't look like Gene. Like, here's the thing: the only character that looks like anything like that's in the actual emoji movie movie is the mother, who is ends up who's actually the smiley emoji or like the happy emoji. Uh, I can't remember her name. Who cares? Uh, and she was the villain of the movie, and she was not Jean's mom. So I don't know, but uh, like, so he's he, so the he, kid is he's sitting on the ledge of a bath. Not even inside of the bath, and he's drinking coffee, which he's a, just a little kid. No, no, he's, he's. I think what it's going on is he's brushing his teeth and doing mouthwash, but they make. Oh. But he's doing it out of a coffee mug of all yeah, things. Yeah, that's right, because he was brushing his teeth. God, I don't fucking know. Like, so. <laughs> oh my god, I'm sorry. It's just like. So like he his his little sister comes in and she, is banging on the door because she has to use the bathroom and. <laughs> like I have thoroughly and utterly broken no, Casey. Like, this, this is, I think I think this is legitimate distress. Because <laughs> like, like he so so the the big joke is that is that he stays inside of the bathroom and his his sister poops on the floor. And that's not that's not me making a gag. That's what happens. Is she poops on the floor, and he <laughs> comes out of the bathroom, and she's really mad. And I don't. And he's laughing at her. So he's much. laughing at her because he he purposely tried to keep her out of the bathroom. So until much. So she would poop herself. herself. So much of the last fifteen minutes is a blur. I just remember like pieces of it. Like <laughs> like I've already repressed it. Um, <laughs> and so, <laughs> I mean, there are several fidget spinners. Yeah, oh God, sure. there are so, so many fidget spinners in this. Yeah, in in one of these in one of these cartoons, like they're they're like sitting on the bed and they're playing uh, they're playing with like toy cars and stuff. And there's like like the mom comes in and gets really mad because there's bodily fluids on the bed and there's like. <laughs> There's like a huge mess everywhere, and there's a, a report card with a D minus on it on the floor, and <laughs> so they try to clean the room, and then a big spider descends and kisses the little girl, and she passes out. And the crazy thing is that even like at the end, you know, like the 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 boy emoji 
kills the spider and the girl emoji is still like on the floor passed out and she doesn't regain consciousness at the end of the cartoon <laughs> they just kind of cut to the next thing <laughs> so so she's like dead <laughs> and, and um, <laughs> okay i, I want to say a couple things first okay uh one uh both times when i started trying to watch one of these videos i got an ad for a thing called like the wonder crutch or something like that it's this and it's a it's this crutch that you wear like a pirate leg and it's supposed to like keep it so like you're like keep it's still mobile and stuff like that. It looks really weird and awkward, but it just kind of says a lot to me about what this YouTube thinks I am because they think I might be in major distress the fact that I'm watching all this stuff. Idea. Idea. Targeted advertising. Exactly. They, that's think, what they think that you're a grandma who doesn't really get YouTube and just decided <laughs> to put on something for their kids. Exactly. Oh man! So could you could you imagine if these were like released on DVD so that like confused grandmas? That's our next podcast. Could like buy them and be like, "This is the emoji movie you wanted, isn't it?" You know, and then kids just have it. Here's the thing, though. Like with this specific one, emoji the emojis are public domain, so like they probably could sell this as like a DVD. They probably could. And there are some really hilariously weird things that have gone on, like Ratatouille. And, like, the Little Panda yeah. Fire. The, yeah, like Ratatouille. And then like there's like, what was it? The Little Panda Fire. The Little Panda Fire, which the, if you haven't seen The Little Panda Fire, and you could somehow find it. It is insane. And I love it, but it's also the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, but, oh, God. It, it's such a like the, but okay my second point i want to make is this i was going through the recommend <laughs> the recommended videos for the playlist that i made uh and uh, i got little mermaid <laughs> ariel like surgery <laughs> which i think is about <laughs> Giving Mariel a surgery before she turns from a mermaid to a human being. And there's a lot of blood that I'm seeing here. <laughs> Thankfully, I did not put that on the place, so I'm not going to subject you to it. And then there's <laughs> Disney's Utopia Judy Nose Infection. Oh, God. And what it is, it's just this part in Zootopia where she, it's like a close-up when she's on the train and she's seeing like another train by and there's like a close-up of her face and she's got a shocked face on. And it's a screen from that and they just took that and just superimposed nose surgery things on top of her nose there and there's, on the corner, it just says, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) What the f*** am I doing? You're watching, you're watching an emoji movie, Bad Babies. What do you think you're doing? And like, okay, so like, part of what I find so troubling about this, or no, like, it didn't come to me naturally, but it's a thought that I just had, is that uh, a lot of the cartoons that you watch in your formative years are where you develop your adult fixations. 
Oh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 don't, don't, don't take us down that route, dude, please. <laughs> I'll let, I'll let your mind do the rest. <laughs> I think I've said enough. It's just, I don't think that, I don't think that it would be okay for kids to watch this. I wouldn't let my kids watch these and not for that reason, just. In general, look, like, look, this is I, poisonous. I, I watched some f- garbage, and we all probably watched some garbage as a kid, and yeah, it can mess people up, but I, we can get found fine. Kids can be strong enough to grow out of this crap, especially if they, like, you know, so, but, like, yeah, I don't want kids watching this, if only just because I want them to believe that cartoons are better than this. <laughs> yeah, I, I just want That's I just it. want kids to have good cartoons. I, I want kids to have good like, cartoons. I, That's all I want. That they are having good cartoons. They're on the TV. They're on TV. Yeah, HD. HD, KC, that's the thing. There are good cartoons. Just keep them away from the internet. Yeah, like, there's... If you, if you just keep them on Hulu. Just give them a, a Netflix account. Like, give them a little section let on them, Netflix. Let they them do watch that for Netflix. I haven't watched like, DuckTales. There's, there, you don't need... Like, I know that these things are not super cheap. And, like, if you have to, like... You know, I won't judge you if you're someone who pirates things or whatever. I don't do it. But I don't judge people who do that kind of thing. You know? I would prefer that. That you steal than watch these free garbage. Please. Oh, I don't want to watch another one. Are we going to... Okay, can I... Good, or do we just want one to... more. Just one more. Okay, one let's more. do one more. One more. And then after that, we'll do one that I know is good. Okay? Okay. That's Wait, fine. We're, we've gone on an hour now. I know, but whatever. We still, we still have our prompt to do. All right. I know. Well, let's, okay. let's go. Just, the, the good one is really short. So. Okay. Um, but... I wanted to watch this one just because... And this one's also going to be relatively short, too. Okay. Uh, okay. It is called... Zootopia Toys in Jail, SpongeBob SquarePants Bikini Bottom. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm no well, longer... No, no, that's, not, that, that's, that's not the full title. Let me get the full title for you. Sorry. Uh, so I want to make sure you guys know. Okay. Zootopia Toys in Jail star Spongebob Squarepants Bikini Bottom Jail plus Judy and Nick from Zootopia movie. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I'm just no longer surprised by anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually really sorry for my That's okay. this now. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and Oh man, Gary! Boy, we've had our work cut out for us today, and we put that. Uh, Kids, we crossed the streams here. It's like so. This is unlike the previous three in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> like, okay, for one, uh, this is not necessarily well. For one, it's not a cartoon. It's just no. It's just some asshole playing with cart like action figures, basically. Does this count as stop motion? Well, it's not stop motion. No, though. it's not stop motion though. It's just a guy. Okay, all this is is that this is a cart. This is just a video of a guy doing terrible improv with his SpongeBob and Zootopia toys. Well, it's it's a guy playing with toys, and his parents bought him such a good camera. <laughs> like, it's like. 
uh, I Look, see like that's that's the thing about this cartoon that's so strange to me is like the previous three felt like they were exploiting children. This one just this one feels like the guy enjoyed making it. Like, <laughs> like no, like this is like like okay. Here's the thing: I don't have anything necessarily wrong with the idea of a person doing this kind of thing. Like honestly. I collect toys. I do. I, I collect them. I'm fine with that. And you know what? If you could find funny ways to do things with your toys and you could film it and you could publish it online, you know what? Sure. There's nothing fundamentally funny. wrong with it. Yeah. It's just he's not funny. He's not funny. He's like, oh, God, I feel like I'm so mean right now because I don't know who this guy is. I've barely seen him. I just looked at this <laughs> video and I don't want to be a jerk to a stranger. So but, I think oh it's. Oh, my God. Okay, so you're, you're saying that he's not funny, but we were laughing so hard. I think harder. I think I've laughed harder at this than anything else we've watched <laughs> on our entire the program. Reason why, the reason why I was laughing is because I was remembering. Because basically, what this is like is like when you play. When you're a little kid and you're playing with your toys and your parents are nearby and they're trying to play the toy with you and they're just constantly talking and just kind of like, oh, they're going to do nothing. Oh, Nick, well, oh, oh, I found this cheeseburger. And it's just like, it's like they're like, they're trying really hard to make you laugh and like be like know what these characters oh. are like but you know that they don't they can't do a no, so like, like, I, was, I was laughing i was laughing at this for kind of like axe cop style reasons <laughs> i mean you I, know I, like, like where where it's like nick and judy are like oh man we're so lost how lost are we we're in the <laughs> ocean clearly we're lost we're not supposed to be in the ocean you just well, like I mean, stuff like that is <laughs> i mean that one was funny that, that was actually one thing that i thought was kind of funny i do think it's, it's funny i do and I, I do i do think it's, it's funny that judy was the one who got Nick lost, and Nick's the one complaining to Judy for not looking for directions. I do think that is funny, okay? It's just, no, no, I, I thought it was funny because it was so achingly sincere. Like, well, that's what was yeah. funny about it to me. And like, just, like, that's, that's another why, reason why I feel bad about making fun because, yeah, this is achingly, like you were saying, it's achingly sincere. It's not a person exploiting things for a thing. He, he clearly loves all this stuff. He loves these toys. He loves these sets. He, at the very end, after he was done with the skit, uh, he went on and reviewed the freaking SpongeBob police station playset. Which is what? a whole different Fine. subset of like YouTube stuff. People reviewing random stuff that they bought. And I used to watch, uh, I used to subscribe to a channel that, like, reviewed toys and stuff like that. I don't do it anymore. And it did somewhat similar things to this kind of thing, but it wasn't, like, full-on sketches. It was just, like, little goofy things or whatever, where he was just playing. And you know what? There is nothing wrong with that. But this was just so, it, like, it, it embarrassed me. Like, like I was saying before, it's like when your parents are playing your toys and they don't really understand what you're playing or what you're doing. They're just kind of doing their own thing to try to make you happy or whatever. And it just it makes you feel really embarrassed for them. You know, that's what I feel. Yeah, no, that's it was it was definitely through. it was definitely a secondhand embarrassment style video. But if you only watch one video out of the ones that we watched today, audience at home, uh, like, you, watch this one. It's, it's worth it for Nick eating the crab pie. We, yeah, I, I actually like. I enjoyed it for none of the reasons it was meant to be enjoyed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go. Look, and we didn't even describe exact what even happened in that video because basically all it was is that SpongeBob is a police and officer. Gary, SpongeBob and Gary were police officers, and then Nick and Judy get lost. Uh, and they're like driving under the sea and Spongebob goes out and to reload his net cannon on the top of his police station thing 
Nick then, like, and Nick uh, gets out of the car. He's then hungry from all the trip. Judy's like, no, we don't need his burger, the burger there. And he's like, oh, are you sure he didn't mind? He eats the burger, and then SpongeBob sees this. He shoots the net, and he throws Nick in jail. <laughs> That's what happens. That's the entire thing. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like in another in another life, this is something that I'm doing. Like this is like the, the YouTube channel that I have, because this is totally something I would have done if I, uh, <laughs> admittedly, never had friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, that's mean. I'm that's sorry. mean. That's really mean. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He has friends. He's got yeah. Nick and Judy and SpongeBob and Gary. <laughs> Well, Devil's Advocate, he does have somebody else working with him on this. Oh, yeah. There was a woman doing Nick Judy's voice. She didn't sound very interested, but she she was there. Yeah, I guess there. that's true. I don't know. I know. Yeah. I, I'm just I'm being incredibly mean, and I'm sorry. If you actually, <laughs> if the person who's making this video somehow is listening to this and has actually listened to this this far, you keep I'm doing sorry. You, like you're keep doing you. You're you're obviously success. You're more successful than I am because this video has literally 1.6 million views. You're so, crushing it. So, you know what? Screw me. I'm just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right. Let's anyway. watch Let's watch the last one. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is just going to be a really quick one uh, that a friend showed me the other day. Uh, it's a kind of a Halloween-themed video. Uh, and it's by a uh, really famous... Uh, uh, she's a uh, really famous animator that uh names uh sally krushink uh she uh did a lot of she's she did a lot of stuff for uh sesame street but she also did her own uh uh her own like uh personal projects and uh one of the things that she uh did was uh this really uh fun short called uh don't go in the basement Uh, I just want to get out of the way. I got the name of the cartoon wrong. It's Face Like a Frog. Now you tell me. And yeah, it was a, it's a cartoon by... Uh, uh, oh God. <laughs> I'm such a pain in the ass. Oh my God, I'm so bad at this. Sally uh, Kripchank? Yeah, Sally Krushank, and the music was done by Danny Elfman, who actually does sing in this, too. And it is far and away my favorite thing we have watched on this show ever. <laughs> nice. Not, not ironically. Like, that is that is absolutely my favorite cartoon I've seen in a long, long time. Like, it's, uh, so it's, it is heavy surrealism. Like, this makes, uh... This makes, uh, like, Salvador Dali's paintings look like Dilbert cartoons, <laughs> like, in terms of how, how surreal it is. And so, like, like imagine uh, the, the animation, my, my immediate thought was, imagine, uh, like, just the animation, not the style, but, like, the animation, imagine, like, the, the Zelda CDI games animation as an aesthetic. <laughs> Yeah, like, like uh, that weird, like that how inconsistent the models are and how weird the colors shift and just all that kind of stuff. Like how that was an accident, it's intentional in this. Yeah, and and imagine imagine that type of animation 
uh, put on top of like imagine those being the cells on top of like Edvard Munch paintings on the backgrounds that just look really really colorful and and just fantastic and oh, oh, oh man the Casey, music Casey, the dialogue what I, I checked the meter uh, you made this podcast incredibly pretentious right there <laughs> I guess like everyone knows that everyone knows Edvard Munch he did the scream <laughs> I, I know the scream it's, I just didn't know the name yeah, <laughs> okay. <it's> like, <laughs> I guess so but like I uh, it just makes up like this video alone makes up for all of the torment that I had to endure with that emoji movie video it's like, I'm just so enthusiastic about this I like it so much it's it's really fantastic. Uh, the person who showed me off uh, this work was uh, it was Wine Tanuki, and he also wrote in for our prompt this week. Uh, and it was a uh, it, it, he showed it to me because he wanted to like me to actually talk about something like this on the cartoon some the show sometime. And I didn't really know how to do it. I mean, one thing I think it really works does work with this format is that uh, all of her cartoons are on her YouTube channel, and they have been up for a long time. And she owns them; she put it herself. And she did her. Uh, she wanted to do it for herself, yeah. And uh, so these are completely easy to access, like right up on YouTube. And um, please do watch this; it's really good. Yeah, like and if you, and like like I said, you might recognize the art style because uh, the, the person because uh, like, she also did some, several things for Sesame Street at the and back in the day, like in the eighties and stuff. And uh, like uh, basically, just the plot of this. There's not. A ton of plot, but the plot is just—it's sort of just a spoof of it's, it's haunted house. Well, it's it's a spoof of like haunt, a haunted house movie where uh, a person like their car they have pull up next to a creepy mansion and they are beckoned inside by a resident to try to like maybe lift a curse on it, and then just a bunch of spooky stuff happens. But it's like it's such a surrealist mishmash of a bunch of different ideas and things and dialogue that doesn't really necessarily flow into each other. Like that, like characters will say something like metaphorical and another person will take it literally like, uh, uh, and they spend so little time focusing on each thing. They'll like, they'll resolve like dialogue in like a, a few seconds and then they're on to the next thing. Well, yeah, yeah, it's using it's using dream logic. It is it, it yeah. is actual surrealism. Like it's genuinely a surreal. That's why I think it's freaking great because, like, not only in the visuals is it yeah, talking, but yeah. within its own story and its own idea, and like, and like, and uh, like words and images become each other, and just stuff like, like that. And like a lot of really good surrealism, <laughs> it's not just a bunch of random things that like make no sense and like necessarily like there's a, but there are like a lot of themes that don't mash together that are put together in a way yeah. to give a different kind of context to them. And like, mm-hmm. uh, I really like how the, I really like this part where it just turns into a musical because, uh, the main character wants to go down the basement cause there's, you can make a phone call down there and then it just a lounge lizard, a literal lounge lizard comes down and just starts singing uh, this elaborate music number, uh, about don't go into the basement. You could do, uh, you could do. Uh, you could light a torch on the front porch, but don't go in the basement. And it's something voiced by Elfman. Danny Elfman, by the way. Yeah, Danny Elfman, and it's a very catchy, cool tune, and it's just constant surrealism about like the different floors, things you can do on them. The lizard, not only just just turns into a bunch of different things. He's on fire in a bunch of different moments. It's like, uh, it's it's a very energetic, very interesting thing it's only five minutes but so much happens in that five minutes and it really works it really really does oh man uh it's uh 
it's kind of unfortunate to see that this, uh, like, I don't know if she's done anything in a long while, but I know her YouTube channel hasn't been updated in, like, almost 10 years. Oh, wow. So, so like, uh, which is why the quality, even the ones that she uploaded herself, are pretty SD quality, because it's, like, old YouTube that she put it up on. Um, but I, 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 she's just such a distinct figure. Because, like, this is true of a lot of the cartoons that she's done. Uh, I really highly recommend looking into her. Uh We'll have the link to this one specifically in the show notes. Uh, I don't know if how many of the things we've watched today are going to be in the show notes because, honestly, I don't want to give them a ton of views. I mean, they already have a ton <laughs> of views as is, but, like, I don't want to give them even more. So, but but for this short, for sure. Because this, like, because, okay, I want to put this in perspective. Uh, that uh, first thing we saw, the banana minion whatever, that had, like, 2.5 million views. This one, Faceful Like a Frog, has only 10,000 views after 10 years that is it's criminal. so much better that it's so much better it is amazing and it's also perfectly fit for the season because like i said it's a haunted house thing so it, there's pumpkins and stuff and yeah there's a there's a train to hell uh, there's there's all sorts of spooky <laughs> shit on into in this so yeah uh so now let's, we're so let's move on to the prompt because and let's and let's see how fast we can get through it because well, I, can i just can i just read a couple mm-hmm. highlights on the playlist that uh we didn't get to because honestly i don't know if we're gonna do this again all right, let's 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 burn through those prompts then when we're done because i have to get to chipotle before it closes oh <laughs> god all right never mind i'll just keep this as a secret for next time um okay oh boy uh, <laughs> someday uh all right, so our prompt for this week was, what is your favorite Halloween special? Uh, I, I I said a different wording on the previous recording, but I kind of just kept it more general. But what I mean is just a holiday spe- Like, it could be an episode from a cartoon, or it could have been its own standalone kind of thing, you know. Uh, and we got several responses, which I'm really happy for. Thank you very much, once again, for coming in and uh, replying. Like, seriously. Seriously. Thank you a lot yeah, for that. It means much. so much to have you guys interact with us. All right. So our first response was from Safros, who has written to us again. And uh, they said, uh, well, they didn't say anything. They only linked a picture. And it was of Linus in the pumpkin field holding the sign saying, Welcome, Great Pumpkin. Oh. So, yeah, uh, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Uh, you know, I actually rewatched this short or this episode, this special, um, very recently because I was wondering if that was going to be my answer. Because I remember really loving it as a kid, and I still think Charlie Brown is great. It's still a really fun series of cartoons and comics and all that stuff. But I rewatched it, and while I do think it's a fun uh, thing, and I'm, I think it's great. I do think it's great. It is weird to me that this Halloween special. Like more than half of it is dedicated to Snoopy's LARP of World War One. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is a little strange. This was my answer too. Was uh, was the Great Pumpkin? I mean, any oh, really? it's, 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 it's a great yeah. special. I think it's fun. I think it's cute, and I love the jokes. And I also really love how it ends, which is that it's 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 like they could have gone super sappy and like had it so like. Uh, Linus saw the Great Pumpkin and Sally also mm-hmm. believed him and oh my god now everyone believes in the Great Pumpkin and all that kind of stuff oh what's up and even though it was Snoopy no Sally saw through it right away Linus was like 
like disillusioned they didn't get to see it but at the same time at the end when charlie brown says uh that you if you still believe in the great pumpkin like he gets angry and starts prophetizing to uh charlie brown about the great pumpkin well that's how it ends and it's just like fading out as that happens while the credits are rolling uh and i, I that's just so that's why i like charlie brown because it does have sentimentality in it, and it does have a lot of stuff, like it, but it also understands that you gotta have some bite, otherwise you're just gonna be completely boring. Like, there's nothing fun about something where it's just forced sentimentality all the time, you know? Especially with a setting like that. Um, yeah, Char- Charlie Brown is very sincere. We use that word a lot in this show, but I think it, I think it well, deserves it, that it, It's sincere, but it not is. sentimental. Because yeah. it, it's pl- it's willing to well, criticize dumb aspects of childhood and how mean kids can be and how unfair the world can be, but it's also a very sincere series that has a lot of love and actual genuine like characters that are likable and interesting, you know. And it's not yeah. like grim dark. It's not like saying the world is a, always a terrible place. Well, yeah, it's, it it's, just could be a bad place to be in sometimes, but there's still good things in it. Yeah, it's not it's not like super nihilistic, but it, it is clear that like Charlie Brown is a character who uh experiences grief and it is good. <laughs> you know, like it's, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's it's a way to put of, it. <laughs> that's definitely one way you to know, put it. Yeah. Um, uh yep. So that that was my answer as well. So, Partially right. just because of I got a rock. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> I just, I, how why does Charlie Okay I, I, why do the parents all hate Charlie Brown, A? And B, why does he live in a neighborhood where that is an acceptable practice at all in the first place, where you just give the rock to the kid you don't like? I, I don't understand. Well, I, think, I, don't. I, think it's, I think it's more just that uh, – I think it's more that uh, he has bad luck. <laughs> I guess, but like I don't know. why would I think, all of them have rocks? It, I don't know. I think, that's, I think that's what it conveys. Yeah, I know it's supposed to be just bad luck and it isn't – mean-spirited necessarily but it's also just so aggravating even to me as a kid it was just like why did Charlie Brown look at the worst luck yeah did anybody did anybody write in the pinky in the brain special no actually no okay because that one that one starts off with uh with an homage to the Charlie Brown one where there are some kids who are like I got this candy bar I got a Tootsie Roll and there's a kid who's like I got soup and his bag is leaking <laughs> and that made me laugh so hard when I was a kid that's a kid <laughs> that's a kid that's a good subversion <laughs> yeah um okay uh t- wine also once again our at Tanuki boyfriend slash wine Tanuki uh wrote in and said the Invader Zim Halloween episode is super fun and has some really amazing monster designs, even for that show. And uh, he listens to the podcast, so he knows how I feel about Invader Zim. So it's probably better that I just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, probably because I don't, I don't know what he's I talking about either. Halloween so. special. I'm trying to recall which one that is. I don't know. Either. I don't think I've ever seen that one, but I, think... I definitely, I definitely have, and I don't remember like hardly anything about that show. It, it I have to be... say, the Halloween special done by Joan Vasquez would be pretty cool. I, I think at least. Like, uh, all I could think of is maybe it's during the season where they had that female invaders in that come in, and I didn't watch that season, so. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, fine, at Fine Ooh. replied and said, I have a stupid love for Mad Monster Party now, and it's all Landwave's fault. Yeah, that movie. Watch yeah. that movie if you like Phyllis Diller a lot. 
Well, okay, it's got Phyllis Diller, and I don't think it's an awful Rankin Bass stop motion thing. I, I've definitely seen worse. I've definitely seen worse, but God, it's, it's it... bad in the good way. It's bad in the good way, in that you develop Stockholm syndrome for it. Like just like Blackjack okay, did here. The uh, I don't understand the ending, but I'm not going to go into that because the ending really makes me mad. But. Um, <laughs> But the solution for the reason why the main woman monster character falls for the Jimmy Stewart type character is that he slaps her in the face and she loves that. That's so weird. Oh, it's got Boris Karloff in it too. Uh, well, yeah, but Boris Karloff would do anything at that point. Well, well still. Well, can't, uh, okay. I love Boris Karloff. I love him. I love him. I'm not trying to disparage him. I'm just saying he would do anything at that point. And so would Phyllis Diller, and I love her, but, you know, stuff. <laughs> Phyllis Diller did the freaking uh, Uncle Croc's block, for God's sake. Um, Watch it, though, seriously. Watch Mad Monster Party. It's, it's, uh, it's good. I'm, I'm doing the finger quotes here. It's good. <sighs> okay, so... Thank you, by Sa- the way, Blackjack. Thank you, Blackjack. Uh, Sapphire said, Catch up Vampires too." And now he's blocked on our web account. Bye. See ya, Sapphire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Ishii and I have seen Ketchup Vampires, I think, in a stream that Saf did a couple years back. It was... There was a lot of talk about the vampire's legacy, which made it feel like a weird fever dream version of Metal Gear Solid 3. I don't... I honestly don't remember anything about the Ketchup Vampire things other than it made me really mad and hurt me. That me. was actually, I would suggest that you don't watch that one. It's Ketchup, real bad. Okay, not only do you think you won't be able to find Ketchup Vampires, because it is obscure, but even if you did, no, don't watch it, please. Don't. It's, it hurts. It's all it is. It's hurt. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. I don't even want to explain what it is, because it just hurts. Ugh. Okay. Uh, Tyson, uh, or at Tyson GB. Uh, said Scary Godmother which I actually have never seen though I've heard a lot of things about it there were two of them yes if I remember I haven't seen either of them in their entirety I, I don't know. think the uh, I don't think the animation has aged especially well no but uh, I know that they're also based off a book series too yeah and so I don't know <laughs> I don't know like I know the base premise is like a little girl is being bullied on and a witch like finds her and basically kind of comes like a mother figure for her and like helps be able to take care of the bully and stuff like that i think that's what it is and you know what that's fine i understand that hey positive witch representation i'm okay with that excellent uh how or at hey it's how uh responded. howie maybe i don't know howie maybe i don't know uh, I haven't really asked him, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Uh, uh, well, first you said normally I joke about how someone stole my idea regarding Mad Monster Party, but I'm just glad other people still saw that movie. Okay, uh, but then he responded again and said, uh, "Billy and Mandy's Jacked of Halloween was a great one that I remember." <sighs> I don't remember that one. I watched a lot of Billy and Mandy. Uh, I remember I- it. 
because Cartoon Network played it nonstop for like three weeks. <laughs> ah, fair enough. Um, yeah, uh, we, we've talked. We talked about um, something about. Uh, I think like God, you know what? That I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, like well, like I, I've forgotten so much of that show, but it's like uh, all I remember is that like a guy with a jack o' lantern face. I think like God. Uh, terrorizes the neighborhood it was like it was one of the it was like one of the only episodes of that show where instead of being two 15 minute shorts it was one 30 minute cartoon yeah yeah so yeah i I don't know i I don't really remember all i remember are like very specific images from that show and i don't really care i'm sorry how if you like that that's great i'm I'm, I'm definitely that's awesome if you love it yeah yeah. i just don't care about yeah yeah don't let us take it away from you but yeah yeah uh and then uh on galacticus uh responded and said they used to always air the SpongeBob episode where he gets late, uh, let off at a foreign bus stop at night, and I love that episode. I want to say not, that not a Halloween good. special, but a great episode. Yes, no, it's, it's one of my very favorites. My personal favorite creepy episode of SpongeBob was the one where Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob think they accidentally kill a health inspector <laughs> because it's so messed up. It is messed up. Like more so than usual, like 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 more than you would think on like a Nickelodeon show. Like it's like them having to plan to figure out where they're gonna bury the body and how SpongeBob has to like keep a yeah. secret and he's just freaking out over it. And it's just like it's so much, like there's so many times where that helper could have easily died. They did bury him alive at one point. Just like oh god, it's a very messed up episode. But anyways, uh, uh, so. You've, uh, you, KC, have already responded with your answer. Uh, uh, so, Sirk, what's your answer? Um, my answer, since I've already talked about the uh, animated Halloween train special on this podcast, is the Summer Wing episode of Gravity Falls. All right. Very good episode. Very, very Heck good. Heck yeah, it is. I liked it a lot because, like, not only was it a Halloween-themed episode, it talked about the, like... You know, the holiday itself and as how as you grow up, it changes a bit. Like, you start being able to do less things with it. And it, it has, a, it kind of, it has like, kind of a poignant, like, filter over it about, like, them, like, wondering, like, hey, maybe we should just cherish this before we lose it or something. Like, well, like, going around trick-or-treating and stuff. My favorite thing about that episode is how it ends. Because it ends with a grunkle stand saying... It's time to remember this. Uh, it's like something like uh, this, we have to remember what this season is all about: pure evil. And everyone just laughs maniacally. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Sue, like there's a pause, and then Seuss just goes, "I was swallowed alive today." <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great. Yeah. A, oh God, I missed that show. <laughs> No, I, I, I mean, I miss it, but I also am glad it ended where it did. I think it, it yeah. was a perfect length, yes. yes. So, Oh, definitely. It was yeah. a perfect length. It's a fantastic show, though. Uh, well, okay, my answer, because... Oh, shoot, uh, I should also... Sorry, I'm sorry, I, I completely missed out, because there was also a email that we got from Jace. Uh, oh, excellent. Yes. Oh, so many you, people wrote thank in you, this time. Yeah. So it's, many, all right. 
I, I'm I'm happy that people write in on email. I hope that means so many people are listening to our show. <laughs> I hope I, I have no I, idea. I have no idea I mean, what that means, but at yeah. the very least, we have things to talk about. So hey, yeah, yeah. Uh, we should probably look at those metrics at some time. Okay. Uh, hey there, it's Jace. Without shadow of doubt, no Halloween goes by for me without watching some really good Simpsons Treehouse Horrors episodes. Uh, like the rest of the Simpsons, they've been really uh, they've been better typically over one over one era of the show rather than in the entirety of it. But at their best, they are a wonderful combo of the distinct humor of the show again during the better period and some surprisingly effective and entertaining homages. In short, they're a hoot. Uh, on a short side note, I can't wait for the David S. Pumpkin special <laughs> either. Whoa, dog alert! Sorry. Okay, uh, back on the track. On a short side note, I cannot wait for that David S. Pumpkins special either. Uh, I'm glad I'm glad silly, spectacular Halloween anime specials are still being made. So there you go. Excellent. Uh, I like yes. the Treehouse of Horror episodes a lot too. They're some of my favorites. I, I especially like the one that was like The Shining. No, no beer and TV makes Homer something, oh, something, something, something. Go crazy. Don't mind Don't. if I do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, super that's good. A, that's a good one. Uh, the shitting. <laughs> Don't you mean the uh, shining? I, no. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> trouble for So good. This is legally distinct or something. I can't remember one of those. Oh god, it's been so long. But uh, I kind of wish that Jay said which episode because there's actually a lot of really good ones. But, yeah, you know. Uh, it's, it feels kind of like cheating if you just say, I like Shirei House of Horror, because, yeah, yeah. yeah, of course you do. It's good. Uh, so anyway, my resp- my answer is because I, I was I was uh, having a bit of a difficulty figuring out what I want to do. Like, a lot of times with my prompts, I never really have a very good answer for my own prompts, <laughs> because there's just such a broad thing that I just don't really think about it. Because when I think about cartoons or anything, really, I can think of things in a broad sense of like, I really like this kind of thing. But if I say, what is my specific favorite? That's really hard for me. <laughs> Cause I don't think in those sort of terms, I think of this is the stuff I like. This is the stuff I don't like. <laughs> that's basically how my brain works. Um, but, uh, I, but when I was, uh, when I was uh, sort of just looking around like different ideas of what I could say, um, I decided to rewatch something that Alex uh, had actually suggested to me, uh, which is Halloween is Grinch Night, and it is it is actually really worth watching because it is such a weird special that like I don't like I don't see how it could be made in any era than the era that it was made in because <laughs> it's just it's it's it doesn't have much of a plot. And it's so weird. It like it like it feels like oh like a very mild hallucination nightmare type of thing. I want to say full surrealism because unless you consider this general Doctor Seuss stuff kind of surreal in the first place, uh, but it's also just such a weird version of Doctor Seuss's surrealism that like has a lot of really good one liners in it. Uh, but like. Basically, uh, the director was uh, Gerald Baldwin, who uh, he did like uh, a lot of Rocky and Bullwinkle. He did Smurfs. Uh, he did George of the Jungle. He did Tiny Toons, of all things. And he also did, of all things, this show called Super Chicken, uh, 
which I linked to you guys, and I also linked on Toontown Public Works, because I watched a few episodes, and that show is so incredibly 70s, and I love it. It is so good. I am so mad that people don't remember Super Chicken, so Super Chicken is great. Um, but anyways, uh, but the reason why I really like this special isn't because it isn't particularly Halloween-y, other than the fact that it's really creepy and weird. Uh, it just has some really good, uh, like, weird lines. Like, there's a lot of really good, like, word combinations, like the sour sweet wind that apparently draws in the Grinch. There's the Gree Grumps that live in the uh, Gruffula trees or something like that, where, like, they growl each other, and because of that, it, like, it, like, uh, it... It irritates the hacking cracks, which are like these weird Loch Ness monster things that howl and that summons the Grinch. Uh, and like, it's just got weird sentences like, it's a wonderful night for eyebrows and teeth. Uh, and, that is and, weird. <laughs> and the Grinch, that, that's the line the Grinch says. And he also drives a paraphernalia wagon, which I do not know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> And apparently the Grinch can change size, which I, okay, fine. And, I'll accept um, it. And, like, but, like, it's so weird because it's also, like, it it's in Whoville. And you can actually see that it has a lot of the same layout as Whoville does in the Nightmare, uh, the, the, uh, the Grinch that stole Christmas. Like, a lot of the same kind of town layout just in a summertime or, like, a fall, autumn setting, you know? Um, but it's also very not canonical. <laughs> Because Max hates the Grinch, and he has a song that apparently the Grinch can hear, even though he doesn't actually physically say. I guess the Grinch just can hear Max's thoughts or something. And it ends with Max leaving the Grinch, too, which is so double not canon. Uh, but then there's, like, like, there's a lot of really weird... Oh, God. I, I guess there's one thing I want to bring up, because I think it's worth watching, because... But there's, like, one line specifically that I really like. And it's a reoccurring line. And there's this thing where, like, the little kid who has glasses, he, uh, Eucariah, he, he takes them off because he likes how some things look better when, uh, when, like, you, uh, when he takes off his glasses. Like, when it's specifically when he looks at the Grinch. Like, he, he thinks he looks better without his glasses on. And the Grinch goes, put your glasses back on and face the facts. <laughs> <laughs> and that is such a good line there and I've go. seen it used on Twitter before as like a comeback for that kind of thing and I just think it's great uh, but god I, I, I think it's definitely worth watching sometime if you ever get a chance uh, You can. I found it on YouTube though I don't think that is officially supposed to be on YouTube but eh Eh, it's and been up there, there for eight years, so yeah. Eh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Halloween is Grinch night. Awesome. Uh, so our prompt for next week is: What is your least favorite cliche plot in a cartoon? Oh, I've got a lot of ideas already. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, general kind of like plot lines that just show up over and over again in cartoons mm -hmm. that Wait, some just, most or least cliched like like something that's super cliche like something that you okay. don't like something like something okay. that annoys you that's what okay. i'm going for um because there's a lot of things that just seem to constantly come back and i hate it i hate mm -hmm. certain tropes and i kind of alluded to that 
I think last episode or episode before I about like a type of kind of trope I don't like. And I kind of just want to like get more of that kind of out there because I think that's an interesting thing. That's something I could definitely talk about. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to be a good one. I think that it's going to give a lot of people room to like talk about some of the terrible stuff that they see in cartoons over the years. And let's be honest, there are a lot of very terrible cartoons that are very, very lazy with this sort of stuff. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, that was Toontown Public Works. Uh, I think I'm going to untie you guys now because I kind of tortured it a bit enough. In fact, I feel like I've been tortured just as much at this rate about all this. Yeah, you were you were there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, not like you I, I left the room while we watched the cartoons. Uh, no, no. I guess I just was too curious for my own good. Um so uh, so yeah, check check the show notes for whatever amount of these we decide to put up there. We'll talk about that later. Um, not being yeah. strapped down to a chair feels good now. It's nice. I think yeah. I'm gonna take a spa's visit now. I think I'm gonna put on some makeup and you know just get get dressed up. Just get some you know? get, get some cucumbers get, on your eyes. Yeah, and, and listen put to some clove against your back. Listen yeah, to some, and, and just, a flower. Listen to and White Flag have, by Dido. Just, yeah. uh, we we forgot to mention that there's this weird dubstep thing that was on that Judy Hops. Oh God. Anyways, yeah, we didn't uh, talk about it. We forgot. We forgot <laughs> to mention it. It was hilarious. But anyways, uh, I want to thank Alex for editing the show and uh, doing uh, getting everything all spiffy and nice. It's fantastic. We could not do this without Alex. Thank you uh-huh. so much. We love you. You are Alex. awesome, buddy. Thank um, Alex for Alex. Thank Alex thank for Alex. Alex for Alex. Uh, let's see. Um, show notes that I talked about it. Oh, uh, if you, uh, want to, uh, reply or just send us a general, like, email or whatever, our email is toontownpublicworks at gmail.com. Uh, we have, our Twitter account is at toontownpublic. Uh, if our website is toontownpublicworks at, uh, dot com. And let's see what else we are on so many different things. Uh, if you could rate us on iTunes or Google Play or whatever, uh, we would super duper appreciate yeah, that. I think we actually still haven't checked whether person. anyone has. Good. Well, I, I don't know if, I don't know if we got any, uh, I seriously implore you to do some sort of rating, even if you think our show is garbage. I want to yeah. get some sort of feedback because I, I really would like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? What else? What else? Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, so I think we're going to go back to a pretty normal show again because we're not uh, – no weird gimmicks, not at least for a while. Not until December, which we do have another plan for. Yeah, so three episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> three episodes. Don't worry, guys. You'll get three episodes before we start adding gimmicks again. Uh, <laughs> it's a good gimmick i promise it's not yeah. gonna be torture no, like i think this was. it's it's gonna be a fun one i think i think it's gonna be one our uh do we have fans if we have fans it's gonna be one our fans will enjoy uh yeah <laughs> uh, i you know what i don't think we necessarily need to keep it too much of a secret maybe i don't know oh whatever we'll, we just let's just not say it yet all right um, yeah let's just keep it for now all right so uh i'm ht the raccoon i'm casey the dog I'm Cirque the Cat. Happy Halloween, guys. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. And these cartoons, uh, honestly, 90% of them are just in the garbage. They've been they've been archived on YouTube. <laughs> I'm setting them on fire right now, everyone. Uh, God. 
Right, goodbye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Oh, wait, wait, wait. One more thing. Yeah. Oh, sh- <gasps> Happy birthday, Cirque. Hey, oh, my God. Ah! It's your birthday. Thank you, guys. Uh, October 30th. That's his birthday. All right. Yep. This is this is now officially, instead of being the Halloween special, this is the Cirque's birthday special. Yes, yeah. that's what it is. Retroactive. Thank you, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. Yay. Happy birthday, All right. pal. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.